Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Parkinson Spiegel Show Flashback. Flashback. First and goal from the 10 for Baltimore. Motion man to the near side, Ricard. Jackson roll out to the right. Jackson throws on the move. It's caught at the five. Ingram goes upstairs and he's into the end zone touchdown baltimore jackson to ingram la marvelous five touchdowns on the day through the air for lamar jackson the most important uh, uh relationship in on an offensive staff guy is the offensive coordinator and the offensive line coach it's the guy who draws the plays and the guy who draws up the blocking team that is the most important relationship hmm. i know they like coach morgan i do too but there's a right way and a wrong way to do things. And if they would have sat up there and just said, look, man, we like him, but when we hire this guy, it's really his call. I don't like when you see in there and you say, man, uh, yeah, yeah, Coach Morgan is the offensive line coach. If I'm the offensive coordinator, I say, I don't want that job. Hmm. It's not the job I want. I want to be in charge of my staff. I want to be in charge of, if I'm the offensive coordinator, Danny and Matt, I speak, I want to be in charge of the most important position on my staff. Hear me when I say that. That was great stuff from Olin Krutz about the offensive coordinator search for the Bears having the offensive line coach already attached to the gig. And that was a highlight from the Baltimore Ravens speaks in 2019. Why is 2019 relevant for Greg Roman and the Baltimore Ravens? Greg Roman was not a coach this year in the NFL. He interviewed for the Bears offensive coordinator job. There are two things that mattered significantly from the 2019 Ravens. Number one. They led the NFL in scoring at 33.2 points per game. The other thing, Lamar Jackson won MVP. Mm-hmm. So th- these, are, these are factors that, that matter for Greg Roman. And I've seen quite a few people on the internet say this, so this is not an original thought, but it is one that I agree with, and it's one that I said last week, the first time that you brought up his name to me, for this job. That would strike me as a Justin Fields hire and not a Caleb Williams hire and why I personally would not want Greg Roman to be the offensive coordinator of the Bears is because he's never had a top 10 passing offense and that lack of sustainability of it they had to get rid of him to unlock this version of efficiency from Lamar in the passing game in Baltimore it would worry me a bit about the style of play and how sustainable that is in the NFL.
I understand. Um, I, too, would see it as a Justin Fields-related hire, but that's it, it, but that's limiting, really, when you think about Greg Roman's career and things that he has done um, in the past all over the place. Um, he is very good with mobile quarterbacks and running quarterbacks, but Lamar well, threw— Caleb Williams is a mobile quarterback. Exactly, exactly. And a running game is a quarterback's best friend. A good running game can be a young quarterback's best friend, which is what it was— for young Lamar Jackson and young Colin, Kaep- Colin Kaepernick when Greg Roman was there. And Alex Smith, would call up the numbers from the 2011 Niners, would you? When Because he was with, Greg Roman was with Jim Harbaugh at Stanford. And when Harbaugh got the Niners job, he goes with him. That means one very good year with Alex Smith, or at least pretty good year as memory holds. And again, it's a, it's a quarterback who was predominantly running. Well, 20, but, I mean, yeah, 2011 is the year they went 13-3. and three. Okay, with Alex Smith? Uh, yeah, he started all 16 regular season games. Okay, and, and how were they as an offense in that year? That's I, Greg Roman's I, first I, year I in the up, NFL. I just went to Alex Smith's football reference page. He, okay. com- he completed 70% of his passes. Woo! Uh, Woo! Or no, 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 that was 2012. My bad. 61%, okay. much less. Much uh, less. But, but 3,100 passing yards, 17 touchdowns, only five interceptions. Okay. Um, but, yeah. So so that is a great running game because it's Harbaugh and Greg Roman. And yeah. then Alex Smith feasts on play action and mobile stuff because that's who he is. Lamar was a great running game. And all of a sudden he wins the MVP because he threw, what, 36 touchdowns, right? And yes. Four, and less than 10 picks? I forget yeah, was, what the number was. It was 36 and 6. 36 and 6. And he, and he had a 66% completion percentage so what i'm saying is greg roman is a great running game offensive coordinator and if the quarterback is good enough he will make use of them and give them opportunities to do some things so you know like i wonder he's been harbaugh's guy if harbaugh gets the chargers job is he bringing greg roman with him to be justin herbert's offensive coordinator well but in so like in that what what would you think about that because that's a passing guy but that's but that's kind of what i'm saying though but he would have jim harbaugh yeah like which he's you, had before, which he's had before. Yeah. If you want to hire Greg Roman to be the running game coordinator of the Chicago Bears, <laughs> I am in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like if you if you want to if you want to bring in uh, multiple, if this is going to be like this a dream, if this is going to be a dream team staff, like yeah. this is great. So you want to run the ball? Get that on record. Yes. Danny's, Danny's willing to run it at least I don't one know. time. Yes. that's the backdrop here, Tanny, Is that he's not like if I Greg am. Roman came in and they had the top two or three running game in the NFL, and the quarterback, whether it's young Caleb or developing Justin, threw for three thousand yards and eighteen touchdowns and only turned it over six times, and they went. You know, they went 11 and and 6. Are you okay with that year, or would you want more passing yards? Eh, that's not that sustainable. <laughs> Pretty low ceiling. My uh, God. All right, well, hold on a second. Des Bryant is on Twitter saying any team that hires Greg Roman, they should all the receivers should ask for a trade. Okay. That's what Des Bryant said today. Here's, it, what, it, here's what Mike Vick said about Greg Roman on this show two years ago. I can only think about what that would have been like, being able to play in that system and – you know, be able to, to run the football as much as Lamar has been able to run the ball. I mean, at some points, in, it looked exhausting to me, <laughs> um, but it, it does look fun because I know you can get in the – I tell Coach all the time, you, you can get in the running rhythm as well. And being able to, to throw it and, and pass it like that, you know, that's the quarterback's dream, especially a guy like myself and Lamar. 
Um, but it, it also it, it can take a toll on you. Got to be conditioned for that. And I do think Lamar takes pride in his condition and he can handle it. But you know, in its totality, it can wear you down. Um, I think, and I just I think it's important that Lamar stays fresh down the stretch, and, and you know, he don't exhaust himself too much. Um, but you know, at this point in time, you got to do what you got to do, and, and do what works. So that's Mike Vick saying it's fun, it's productive, but it's a shooting star. It, it it'll fizzle out very quickly. It's not sustainable. It, it's not the type. So for a little bit, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. But if the goal that I was looking for in firing Eberflus and hiring a Ben Johnson type was continuity, a system a passing game maximizer guy who schemes dudes open, right? I get it. Jordan Love, he's throwing to these guys who are wide open. Looks kind of fun, right? Jared Goff is often throwing to guys who are wide open. Looks kind of fun. That, to me, is a quarterback's best friend. When you've got Amon Ross St. Brown 15 yards over the middle of the field with no one within 20 feet of him. that That's the type of offensive coaching that I'm interested in. I understand. I understand. Um, first, a quick disclaimer. I loved Greg Roman's offense in San Francisco so much. I used to say his name a lot when I was working with Mac because Mac didn't like to think about, you know, out-of-town out of coordinators like we were whatever. Like, I was like, you know, it's Greg Roman and the design he's having with Fred Gore in that offense. He's like, whatever, whatever, nerd boy. I yeah. think that's who I was at the time. Nerd but anyway, boy. yeah, you know, I mean, now, now it's you, you know, it's like we all. <laughs> I got it. I was just little buddy. I was just little it was a little buddy. <laughs> Did he ever hit you with a captain's hat? Did that ever happen? Even once? No. Okay. No. Um, but here's, I want you I, to meet my uh, my little buddy, Danny Parkins. <laughs> to Jim McMahon, by the way. Hi, Jim. Uh, hi, Jim. Hi, Jim. Jim, Jim oh, Hines, yeah. He's got one question here. And Chris Emma, Danny Parkins, 670 score. <laughs> yeah. Not a great moment. Not a great moment. I was really excited to have him on. Got cut down real quick. Yeah. <laughs> The yin and yang radio. Oh, that's right, amazing. Right there. So, Thank you for saying yin and yang. But here's the thing about Greg Roman, though. Foe. He would. He, he does meet a couple basic criteria for the Bears offensive coordinator job, in my opinion. He's run an offense before and can totally handle the whole thing, and Matt Eberflus doesn't have to worry about it. That matters for this particular job at this particular moment. I don't want like I want Eberflus to be involved, and I want him to bring whatever he can to it, but I also want him in certain weeks or whatever to be able to, like, oh, yeah, Greg's got that under control. Very good. Uh, so that's one thing. And he's called plays as the offensive coordinator. He's called plays a lot of different places. Granted, it's always in his own system and his own scheme. That's, but, uh, I, yeah, it, it, he does. Those, those, those requirements are, are, are basics for me for this gig. I agree. Listen, I, I agree with you clearly about the play calling thing. I don't love the rigidity of the system and the lack of success passing the football he is uh, he is pretty low on my list for this job and I am frankly surprised that they interviewed him to be honest now unless like I said I think there's a chance that coaching Caleb is so attractive that they are trying to do what Carolina tried to do last year and they failed miserably at it but they hired what at the time was talked about as an off uh, as, as an all-star staff they're like we got Frank Reich, and we got the defensive coordinator from the Broncos, mm-hmm. and we got Josh McCown. And you know what I mean? Like they, they had a bunch of names all over the staff who had never really worked together, but they just came out and hired 
all these dudes with all these incredible things, and then they paid him a whole bunch of money because David Tepper had a whole bunch of money to pay, and it obviously blew up spectacularly in their face. But yeah. I wonder, I wonder if like, like when I saw that, uh, when I heard and then uh, shared on Twitter the day of Cubs convention that they were interviewing uh, Greg Olson the quarterback's coach in Seattle, uh-huh. I was like, well, that's interesting because he's been an offensive coordinator and he's worked for damn near a third of the league before yes. as a quarterback coach, as an OC and all of that stuff. He's 60 years old, but I wonder if him – like, I have no idea about him and Shane Waldron, but I wonder if they're a package deal. Like, I think it's in play that the Bears are going to hire multiple of these people. Because the list is already a little bigger than I thought it was going to be. Well, it's interesting to think about. So Greg Olson has been, um, as you say, worked for nine different teams in the NFL. This Greg Olson. Not the pitcher from the Atlanta Braves. Boy, he was good, wasn't he, Tanny? Not the uh, tight end. Boy, he's good, wasn't he, Danny? (laughs) Um, I'll come up with another Greg Olson I can ask Shane about. But right now we're at three. This Greg Olson, nine different NFL teams, including the Bears. Yes. I forgot he was here in 2003. Quarterback coach under Dick Duran for the rookie Rex Grossman and Cordell Stewart in 2003. Who could forget? How, how about this? Offensive coordinator under head coach Mike Martz with the Mark Bolger Rams in the post-Kurt Warner period. Whoa, 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 whoa. Exactly. Uh, quarterback coach for McVay. Offensive coordinator for Gruden with the Raiders. Back to McVay. So West Coast, uh, Martian. Um, Problem Ver- is there, like what you're talking about, though, right? Yeah. Shane Waldron called plays in Seattle. Gruden, McVeigh. Yeah. Guys, these guys call plays. Yes. Well, he, so, but he must have called places, called plays, someplace. He didn't call it under Mike Martz, and he didn't call it under Gruden. And he didn't uh, do it under McVeigh, and he didn't do it under Waldron. Well, what if I told you he was the offensive offensive coordinator and play caller for John Kitna at Central Washington? Uh, you know, does that do anything for you? I, I mean, listen, the guy's it's, 60 years old. It, what if I told you he also coached wrestling while he was at Central Washington? Does that do anything for you? It, Come it, on. It does not. I. This is yeah. qualified, experienced. I would be floored if he's the offensive coordinator. But I could see him come in and be on the staff. I'll tell you what, he was the quarterback coach multiple times and then was bumped up to OC when that offensive coordinator got a head coaching job another place. He's been that guy. The king of the interim. Exactly. So if you bring him in here with somebody, then then I understand that thought. So, yeah, so th- I that one to me also not terribly exciting. I don't know a lot about Liam Cohen. I don't know a lot about him. Um, I'll tell you. I mean, you I, listen, know. I, I know. I know what I've read today. Okay, uh, but you know, I, I know Kentucky. I know McVeigh. I know yeah. he's you know uh, a, a young up and comer. He's thirty seven, thirty eight yeah. years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so he went from Kentucky. Went went from the Rams to Kentucky. Back to the Rams. Back to Kentucky over the last five years. Uh, and really, no system experience, and in terms of anybody, anything that we recognize other than McVeigh. Because before then, he was at University of Maine. He was at UMass. He was at Brown. So, And he hasn't been um, the predominant play caller. His lone year as the offensive coordinator under McVay was 2022. That's the worst Rams offensive year in the last five seasons. That's the Super Bowl hangover Rams who sucked. Mm. Uh, that's when he was the offensive coordinator. He, to me, he's not a guy who brings multiple different things. He doesn't do a lot for me, Liam Cohen. Okay. Um... 
And so now we're back to Shane Waldron, who you know that I really like. To me, he checks. To me, he is clearly the best name that they've interviewed. Clearly, huh? Well, have they have they have they interviewed Frank Reich? We don't know. No, that 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 one has not been reported. That no. they, that they I, of of the names that we know they have interviewed or are scheduled to interview: Shane Waldron, Clint Kubiak, Liam Cohen, Greg Olson, and Greg Roman. Okay, I think Shane Waldron is would be my clear number one of those five names. All right, before we get to your guy Waldron in in detail, Clint Kubiak. 49ers passing game coordinator uh, at age 35 under um, Shanahan was with Kirk Cousins for three years in Minnesota under Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer, the defensive head coach, allowed Clint Kubiak to be the offensive coordinator. And in 2021, he was the offensive coordinator for a big year, ran the offense, called all the plays for a defensive head coach. So I think Clint Kubiak is a is a better candidate than perhaps has gotten some lip service in some of the conversations um, and you know, it, it was not a play it, caller though. Uh, but he was a play caller in Minnesota as the offensive coordinator while Mike Zimmer was the defensive head coach. Right. So, so that, that's why so I brought not, that not up. Not under Shanahan, right? Not under Shanahan, but he has called plays before has run the offense in its entirety before. So that get, that gives him a little more, um, qualifications. Um, but your guy, Shane Waldron for the last, what, three years or two years, in Seattle, has been the offensive coordinator for a defensive-minded coach in Pete Carroll and run the room and called all the plays. So those are some basics off the bat that he's got going for him. And longtime guy under McVay, not just a year and a stopover and an apprenticeship, right? He right. was there for uh, like half a decade. Mm-hmm. And he was there with Belichick. Only in 2008 and 2009 as an I, offensive quality control and tight ends guy. I agree. I'm just saying, but he... In the room, you know what I mean. Like in, yeah. in the coaches' meetings, on the sidelines, yes, and uh, and under because because again, this is just how I would be thinking about it. There's a world where, like, I know it didn't work, and I know I get mocked for it, and that's that's fine. I can take it, but there's a world where firing Eberflus to promote Getze would have made a lot of sense, and everybody would have been on board with it if the offense would have exploded and Justin Fields would have broken out. You know, so I I am interested in hiring this guy to pair him with the next quarterback Mm -hmm. and being open to the possibility, hey, uh, Bobby Slowick, you're getting interviews in five places. We'll just make you our coach. Like, I know they're not going to do that in Houston because D'Amico Ryans might win coach of the year and he's also beloved. But in a world next year where if if that exact thing happens, <laughs> I do. Wh- wh- why wouldn't that be uh, a possibility if Matt Eberflus continues to not be impressive publicly and the defense is inconsistent? And all of that. Why not? So Danny's not just scouting the next head coach. He's no. the next offensive coordinator. You're scouting the Eberflus replacement because you're because yeah. you would love to see him gone. And How I think you want to. I think you want to bring back your Getsy take and try to recontextualize it and explain the logic to people. I just did. 
That's what I just did 45 seconds ago. I know. The logic. Theoretically. I mean, hold on a second. I was mostly listening. I really was. All right. Now, like in Detroit, <laughs> in Detroit, they obviously yeah. will not fire Dan, Cam- Dan Campbell no. to keep Ben Johnson because the whole That's thing's. That's the go- problem. Anytime the offense is appetizing enough that you're going to take the guy, the team's probably doing well enough that you're not going to fire the head coach. Uh, so this is uh, when when has this happened? I don't know, but it should. <laughs> it should. Honestly. I'm going to need one example. I'm going to that's all I'm asking for and maybe there's multiple out there and I just don't know. I mean think they, about it. Where they fire the defensive head they coach fire say, you know, the head coach and promote the OC. We can't afford to lose blank, so let's fire the coach and keep him cuz you keep talking about it like it's some possibility. It is. I don't think I don't think it's ever gotten out of the take phase in terms of like actual This is Narpian. This is actually when Narpian came up. This is the the that's origin right. of Narpian. I, but hold on, it still may, it still uh-huh. makes sense. Well, that's that doesn't mean it. It could happen in the world where people actually hit each other and do stuff and and, and fight for each other. You know, on a football field. Well, if, sir. I, if I say it convincingly enough, I hate that dude. That's a Narpian take. Just so you know, Narpian. Yes, yeah, non-athletic regular person. Okay. All timer. Okay. All timer. Okay. I, I want I'm. I'm wondering. How many of Craig Carton's takes were called Narpian by Boomer, or if it was just a Geo thing? I think I, it, I think it's got it's got to be both. But by the way, both Carton and Geo, tremendous radio personalities. <laughs> so I, I I'm fine to be compared to those Narps. Uh-huh. Uh, oh yeah, Lovey. There you go, Lovey in Tampa. When they, they pronou- fired they fired Lovey to keep Dirk Cutter. Yeah, there you go. Okay, how'd that work out? Did work everybody? out great. Did work great. Did work great. There you go. Well, there we go. All right, Danny. Lovey. All all conversational roads, baby. The Bears have the number one pick because of Lovey. Okay. He was the last good Bears coach who could beat the Packers Uh with any degree of uh, regularity. And he's proving that there's precedent for my takes. Okay. Well, let's see. Okay. But but just precedent. All right. You win. You have precedent. It worked out terribly for all concerned. Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Your idea has happened once, and it was awful. All right. Good job. That's great. That's a win. That's that, a win. That, that, I, I, oh, I know it's a win. <laughs> I know oh, it's a win. God. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll find some others. We'll, oh, Jason Garrett in Dallas. Good point. Good point. Also didn't go so well, yeah. but it did happen. <laughs> okay. This is how I win. Yes. It did happen. Okay. It did happen. I think um, I think hearing morning Wani. Always, always is instructive uh, on this stuff. Like, okay. I, I miss Afternoon Wani. We're not going to have him anytime soon in studio for a live cocktail and a live beverage. It's very sad. But, but we'll still have Afternoon Wani. But they had Morning Wani this morning, and he was, he was good about this stuff. All right. We can hear that on the other side. There's some stuff out of Atlanta that's relevant as well. Still gets us some Cody Bellinger stuff. And, uh, you know, we can open up the phone lines as well at 312-644-6767. Uh, Weird time to be a Bears fan seeing Bill Belichick and Jim Harbaugh get interviewed all these places, and these are the names you're going through. It's Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Mango. Afternoons on the score. Well, if anybody doesn't think that inflation and prices, if all that stuff is just a fantasy and it's not real. I was coaching in Buffalo not that long ago, and we had a similar game, and they were paying $12 an hour to shovel the stadium, the seats, now they're paying 20 
Okay, so it's the prices have gone up to several snow. Considerably. So, so any, anyway, I, I don't mean to get off track here, but. Uh, you think Wani's ever been bumped back with this song before? I think there's a first time for everything. Hey, man. It's, uh, it's time. It's time. This is it. Only happens here. That's right. Uh,. Oh, look at you putting me on blast on Twitter. It's not on blast. I called you my guy. You did. It's not. You, <laughs> you did. Know, you did call me your guy. It's very, uh, it's it's loving. I'm just looking for another example because all we have is Dirk Cutter being hired so Lovey and fired uh, so Lovey Smith could be fired or the other way around. Wade Phillips. Wade Phillips fired so Jason Garrett could be hired. And, oh, okay, and, Jason, so and Jason Garrett went a decade as the Cowboys head coach. Okay, so that's pretty good. Did That's it, pretty good. Did it win a Super Bowl? But it uh, it happened. Uh, yeah, no, I I don't think winning a Super Bowl is the only acceptable outcome for uh, for such things. <laughs> good, because because it's hard to do. It's it's hard to do. Hey, how about Man, this I, very I, matter of fact text from the eight one five? Anybody Parkins is picking should be last choice, as he is not very good on personnel position picks and is usually wrong. <laughs> awesome. Very uh, matter of fact text message from the eight one five. All right, I was right about Victor Wembanyama. He's good. <laughs> he got one. Just letting y'all know. Right, so, well, he, he just doesn't play enough. But if by that logic, number one picks, you've been pretty good. Thank you. I don't recall you being against Connor Bedard. No. So no, I, think I said they should take him. One of ones go. So yeah. the well, thing, I feel pretty good about it. Thank that you. Goes, that goes right to Caleb. That's right. It, that's, it sure does. That's right. I get number one picks correct. I wanted Derek Rose over Michael Beasley, too. You can check the tape. You can check the tape. Do you want to check the list? Of guys Danny likes? You want to check that, too? I don't love your list, but go ahead. It's not my list. These are names of the guys. That, let's just re- refresh everybody. Yeah. Darnell Mooney. Yeah. Zach Levine. Mm-hmm. Tim Anderson. Oh, boy. Tim Anderson, yeah. Deshaun Watson. Hold on. Justin Fields. Hold on. Give the Stop caveat it. on Deshaun. Stop it. Deshaun Watson. Justin Fields. Brandon Staley. Nathaniel Hackett. Oh Jarvis God. Landry. The Odyssey 16-inch softball team. <laughs> v- Victor Webbanyama. Joe Brady. Pedro Grafal. Tennessee quarterback Joe Milton. He's got a cannon. Kyle Shanahan and Sean, Sean McVay. Kyle, all right, all right. Doing pretty good on those two. Thank you. Joe, Joe Brady is uh, is getting a lot of credit and should be for the uh, rejuvenated you. Josh Allen and the Buffalo offense. Tennessee quarterback Joe Milton. Dude, that's not fair. Watch that, that guy you, throw an orange. That's the only <laughs> time you ever brought him up was, I don't know if this guy can play quarterback at all, but have you seen his arm? Yeah. Like, I'll defend you on still that Still the most incredible arm I've ever seen. If, college or pro, it is really something to hold. It, it, it really is something. It's a fun YouTube watch is all I'm saying. Joe Milton, mm-hmm. if you need to kill some time. Uh, you put counsel on the list. I got, I got other guys. I got other guys. But here is your morning Wani talking yes. about uh, familiarity in his hiring process. I wouldn't hire anybody that, but but we did it a different. I come from a school now, going back to Jimmy, that we never hired anybody unless one of the inner circle personally worked with this guy. Uh, I love, you know, Ron Turner and I, when Ron was my offensive coordinator at the Bears, Ron and I worked together at USC, and I I worked with his brother North. When we hired, when Matt, when I brought Matt Cavanaugh in. From Baltimore, Matt and I were teammates at Pitt and had worked together. When I when we got North Turner, Jimmy didn't know North Turner, but I worked with North when he was the offensive coordinator at USC, and I was with him, and we became very good friends. 
brought him into Jimmy and said, he's our type of people. If you like him as a coach, this is the guy. So, I mean, that's just the way we've done it. And, but that doesn't mean it's the right way. Doesn't mean it's the right way. Um, Hmm. Just a, just a different way, just a different way. I see. I understand if your web is big enough, like if you know enough people who've worked with enough people, I mean, it, it's a foxhole mentality. You got to know if if you can trust that person when when the bullets start flying. Um, to extend the analogy, you know, when when there starts to be some issues, can can you trust those people? So so I get it. It's just it's hard to conceive of the web being wide enough. Um, perhaps especially these days as people bounce around. I don't know. I we've talked to Wani about it before. It is his version of the old boys club, the old boys network. And it worked. It gave him fame, fortune, and a bunch of rings on his finger at the college Mm -hmm. and pro level and made him the most interesting man in football because the inner circle happened to be the Jimmy Johnson tree. And that is no way to negate Dave Wanstead or North Turner. These are also good and accomplished coaches in their own right. I'm just saying, when your crew and your inner circle is that talented, yeah, that's a good thing. But it is what leads to safe hiring, uh, exclusion in hiring, lack, a lack of a lack of representation. All, uh, absolutely, all, all that stuff. And so, uh, I does Matt Eberflus know enough guys? Like I, that's why that's my bias against the Frank Reich hire is that it would feel like, oh, me and Frank, we go back. Uh We bonded in Indy. I trust him. He's not coming for my job. And those are good things. Like I don't don't want to get it twisted. They are good things. But do you sacrifice going for the actual best candidate for the job for professional comfort? And the Bears are not interested in Ben Johnson and Jim Harbaugh and Bill Belichick. Because they're interested in Matt Eberflus. They've decided they're <laughs> interested in Matt Eberflus. And this burns, this chaps your ass, Danny. And it chaps a lot of people's uh, backsides because of the profile of Matt and because of the public um, showing from well, Matt. So we talked about this a little bit on First and Pod. Did you see how the Falcons framed the tweet about Bill Belichick? They're like, the Atlanta Falcons have interviewed Bill Belichick for their head coaching opening. Does anyone think that's how that actually went? Bill Belichick's interviewing them. You know you know what I mean? Like, there, there's not like, so Bill, tell us about 28 to 3 from your perspective. Yeah. Y- you know what I mean? Like, he... Bill Belichick. You no, know, Bill, there's no gaps uh, on your resume here. Yeah. Some people look at that as a negative <laughs> yeah. attribute. Exactly. What's the one thing you would say negatively about yourself? Oh, I just try yeah. too hard. I care too much. You know, you know, like were you a little complacent? You've been in this place forever. Yeah, yeah. No, no, uh, no, no upward mobility. Interesting. Like the, these people, like the the actual, the the cream of the crop, the best of the best. They interview you. I don't think you're right about equating Belichick to Harbaugh right now because Belichick, Belichick at, at least a little, is going to have his hat in his hand. Belichick is being, is being pushed away 
and and sent away. Belichick has to he will have to like convince people that he's ready to do you know, whatever version of the totalitarian tasks he's done before that they would want him to do. I don't think he's picking groceries in his next place necessarily. That's what makes the Dallas rumor so fascinating is like wondering how much Jerry Jones would allow Bill Belichick to do uh, if if he hires him to do that job. I don't agree. I, I think that Bill Belichick could probably pick his next job. I, I I don't think, like, there's going to be multiple teams at the very least that would be thrilled to be selected by Bill Belichick. Whether I don't know, it's they, they, Washington, Dallas, Philly, Atlanta. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think that there's a real high likelihood that Bill Belichick's like, oh, I got to settle for the Titans job. It's the only one that'll have me. He's Bill Belichick. Yeah. There's good there's gonna be multiple teams that would be interested if he is interested in them. But don't you think that infatuation is gonna be on the ownership level? And then it has to be a GM who's like, okay, yeah, because I think there'd be a lack of excitement from a lot of general managers in football to to go down that path because of how strong his personality is. Yeah. And because of the possible limitations and and, and stuff like that. And, and, you know, and I don't know that that's fair to and by, Belichick. And, and by the way, to be clear, I don't think that Belichick is the guy I would want to hire to coach the Bears, given the exact situation uh, that they're in. I'd be better than Matt Eberflus, but mm-hmm. I don't think that they would fire Eberflus to hire him. I think you'd fire Eberflus to try to pair the quarterback with the coach. But it's just, it, it's just it is interesting to see all of these teams that, I don't think are in better a better position than the Bears. No, of course they're not. That's what's fascinating is that the, the Cowboys might fire their coach after, what, three 12-win seasons in a row? <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. Well, you can make the argument that they're, they're in a better position than the Bears. But the, the Falcons, the Chargers is debatable, uh, the Commanders, mm. the, 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 these teams, the Titans, the Seahawks, these teams that fired way more accomplished coaches than Matt Eberflus are also not better job openings than the Bears. What makes the Seattle job better than the Bears job? Um, I don't know, man. They're, if you're sticking with Geno Smith, you're pretty good. You've got a chance to be pretty good right away. Um, at, at Caleb will decent. be better than Geno Smith next year. Wow. Wow. I, I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I, I, I don't feel that comfortable just just blurting that out. I think there is something to be said. There's there's some level of attractiveness for pretty darn good and can, you know, now we just need our defense to do this. And, you're also not trained. We'll rise you're, above. You're not taking the job for just one year, though. Even if you disagree with it for, for next year, like Caleb's ceiling is much higher than Geno's ceiling. You agree with that, right? Yeah, of course. Of course. So, you know what I mean? So, Gino has to be close to his ceiling, and Caleb's ceiling is higher. And so, if you believe in yourself as a coach, you Mm. believe that you can get him there in in relatively short order. It's pretty pretty amazing that, like, you know, I remember you threw it out, what, uh, six weeks ago or whatever. Like, I would not fire Matt Eberflus if a great defensive-minded head coach were available. Yeah. So are you still there in terms of Belichick and Vrabel and potentially Tomlin, who walked out of his press conference yesterday yeah, when the first Pete, question was Pete about Carroll. job status? And Pete Carroll. I'd be firing Matt Eberflus for Jim Harbaugh or Ben Johnson. That's who I'd be firing him for. I'd say, hey, here's $15 million bucks a year 
to coach a seven-win team with the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck. Who wants that job? And better guys than the offensive coordinator candidate pool that's out there for the Bears right now yeah. uh, w- would be would be lining up for it. I got a sad update to a personal uh, story. Not sad in terms of that it'll make you cry. You'll probably laugh into tears at my expense next on the score. Everybody, we are live. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Strange twists and turns with the guys over there on the Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons on the score. We're having a little fun. The next update I have for you is a little bit unique, right? And it's a little bit different. You know that uh, explaining this, but uh, let me try to do the best I can. All right, stories of my failures. <laughs> I'd get a kick out of it. All right, so um, obviously the uh, tales of my incompetence. Uh, you guys are getting the, the hang of this because many people are uh, texting. Texting in. Uh oh, here we go. Hot Wheels update coming in hot. Motorized car went up in flames from Peoria. No, no, no. It didn't go up in flames. Um, so here's the uh, the situation. I told you guys the story. The uh, Owen turns four tomorrow, which is kind of amazing uh, for a number of different reasons, and I'll maybe talk about that a little bit more uh, tomorrow. But we decided to get him. Uh, for his like one big uh, birthday present, we were getting him the the motorized uh, Jeep, and you know it's the two seater, so he can drive his brother around, <laughs> and it, it just feels like the the appropriate safe thing to do for the four year old to drive the the twenty month old around. And to be clear, it's not for traffic, right? You wouldn't do it I, in traffic. I wanted to let you guys know that it's not for traffic. Good, yeah, good. good. Okay, is, is it is it for outside and inside? What is it all terrain? It, uh, what are we talking a, about? I, I'm hoping for mostly outside, but as Tanny pointed out, I'm giving it to him in the middle of January, so he's going to end up driving it inside, <laughs> and it's going to also cost me money on repainting my walls. So, can whatever. he pick up neighborhood toddlers and charge them um, for rides? I hope he does. It'd be nice for him to start putting okay. money into our pocket as opposed to just taking it out. We call that turning tricks. <laughs> whatever he needs to do, man. <laughs> whatever he needs to do. So, I told hey, you guys, peer to peer, peer to peer. Peer-to-peer uh, businesses these days. I told you guys yeah, that I was struggling with it and uh, that uh, night one was about four hours. Didn't get the job done. Uh, found out in the middle of night two after FaceTiming a buddy of mine who had put a similar toy together for his uh, son a couple of months back that I had uh, attached the front axle upside down. And, again, it would have helped if the instructions were written out as opposed to just uh, pictures, because it was a little confusing from the picture, but that is what set me back. After I flipped that thing around, installed that correctly, everything else kind of fell into place. The whole thing made a whole lot more sense. And then on the third night, I was able to get the whole thing done. Legitimately, no joke, this was nearly seven hours of my life. It is humiliating. It is embarrassing. I'm not proud of it. It's love, though. It's what you're doing for your child. It's yeah. a commitment. And it's also, it represents, you know, your um, your learning style. You need you need words, not pictures is, in, is an interesting thing to learn from that. It's yeah. sort of Narpian in that way. But go ahead. Carry S- on. Sure. Listen, I it was the best thing that I did on my ACT was the reading comprehension portion of it. Like I, I, I know that I am good at that sort of thing. So, it was, so anyway. So I 
had I told you guys I had the Victory J, the Victory joint down there that I wasn't smoking until I got it done. And when I got the car done and I turned it on in power and hit the pedal and the car went forward, I texted you guys the picture with the uh, the Johnny Chase from Entourage Victory uh, meme. And I sparked the J and I went upstairs and I went on living my life. Then I went and had Steph come down to show her my success. And I turned the car on and it turned on and I hit the gas and it went forward. And then I turned the wheel and it didn't turn the wheels. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, okay, not good. Let me take off the steering wheel. That was pretty easy to put on and Uh see if I mess something up there. Turning is I, overrated, though. Your house is really, it's just like a quarter mile long, and it's yeah, very yeah. narrow, right? Do right. I have that memory right? Right. So I, so I take the steering wheel. I detach the steering wheel to see what is going on. And the wires all come out with the steering wheel. Frayed. Oh. <laughs> Destroyed. Oh, my God. Not able to be repaired. What, what did you do there? I don't know. Did you have to attach the like the ends of the wires to any? Sure did. You did. Frayed, like burned. Frayed, like but not able like to be destroyed? salvaged. Completely destroyed. So have you ever put in like Dude. surround sound speakers? Have you ever hooked those up to like the back of a receiver? I've paid people to. Okay, is it the same kind of cord where you have to like mm-hmm. open up a portal and then yep. push the? Sure is. Jesus Christ, Dude. Frayed. Did you twist them at the end before you stuck them in where you were clipping them? I don't know what I did wrong, Shane. I just know this. That was that was part of it. I, <laughs> I, I haven't done that in a long time, Shane. Used wires like that and connected terminals yeah. like that. So sure, so, but so, it's very basic. So yeah. So 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 wires completely frayed, completely done, completely unusable. And now this is on Dr. King Day. This is Monday. His birthday's tomorrow. We ordered this thing from, you know, the the China internet, the internet. It took a while to get it there. Uh-huh. So now, full-blown panic sets in in the house. This is the main gift. This is the isn't main, there, isn't this is there the a main little attraction. Toddler, isn't there a little toddler car dealership up there where you live? Right, like so, Next to the regular car dealership, it's a lot smaller with smaller salespeople and parking lots and everything. <laughs> so I go, I go to Target with the frayed wire that, from the steering, not, in, not where I'd go. steering wheel in my hand. Yeah. I'm like, I need a new one. They're like, this one only sells online. I'm like, what do you have now? They're like, we got this one. And it's also a two-person, it's a, it's a close enough thing. He I, won't know the difference. He won't care. He, he didn't know about the first one. He didn't know about the first one, it, yeah. Exactly. Yet. <laughs> Exa- yeah, right, exactly, until he hears this. <laughs> right. It's basically the same thing, Big except listener. this one is white and blue instead of that one being all black. It's basically the same thing. So, buy the car. Then after. By the second By car. By the second car. Then have to go home, load the the assembled van into my car, because I'm not going to disassemble this thing, bring it back to Target. They're like, we need the box. Couldn't fit the box with the car. <laughs> think, go back home, get the box, then go back to Target. So three trips to Target. And now my son will get the truck oh. for his birthday tomorrow, not assembled by me. Paid somebody to assemble the second truck. You did. Oh, dude. Oh, God. I wasn't going to risk it. So now every time <laughs> who, I see Who did you pay? How ta- do you Google that? Ta- TaskRabbit, baby. <laughs> I did it. Speaks. 
I timed him. Phil Snow. <laughs> 48 <laughs> minutes. Wow. If he Phil Snow, in... he, di- he dissected the Vikings offense, and then the next week he put that truck together. He's Over a guy Zoom. you really like to like. 48 minutes. Wow. This guy. So, so now, not only is the car that I sent you guys not the uh. car that he will drive, but the car that he will drive uh. not assembled by his father. I got to tell you, bad job by your task rabbit hire doing it that quickly. I think you he, had a 90, he had a 90-minute minimum. But yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, he could have. Yeah, he had a minimum. Yeah, okay. So yeah. no. So no. Good job by him. Yeah, I gotta, yeah, 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 exactly. He saved himself 42 minutes. Exa- okay. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, is there anyone in your life that you tell these things before you say them on a 50,000-watt, very popular radio station that try to like get you to pump your brakes and not say these things I just out tell loud? You, I just tell you and the audience the 100% unvarnished truth about my life and let the chips fall as they may. All right, so, I mean, I'm, I'm all for authenticity, and I think we should be as real with the audience as possible. But do you think you're going a little bit too far with some of these things and telling people and admitting these things? Why? I don't know. I don't. I. What's I wouldn't be. Able, I wouldn't be able to live with myself. <laughs> he I struggles. also don't understand why things are so much harder for you than they are for everyone else. I don't get that part. I don't know if it's you. I don't know if it's bad luck. It's me, dude. Lordy, it's me. My brain, when it comes to home ownership and manly skills, is just not there. It, dude. So I'm going to give him this toy tomorrow morning. He's going to be thrilled. And it's just going to be a constant reminder of my inadequacy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, How about you, that? You threw, uh, threw some money at the problem. Oh, I absolutely did. That's one way of adulting. What, what did friend. it cost for someone else to do it? To be completely honest with you. I don't know. Okay. I told Steph to book the task rabbit okay. while I was making my three trips to Target. And I didn't even ask her because I just I don't want to I don't even want to know to be I, I my guess is like 80 bucks. That's that's my guess. Um, well, mortifying, I, dude. Mortifying. I, I, I hope he has a has a lovely birthday. I, do too. And I, I hope he enjoys it for more than the 48 minutes it took that guy to assemble. It's dude. possible he rides it for a minute and he's like, yeah, no, I'm good. I get it. Yeah, no, it tops out at five miles an hour. Great. Uh, Speaks is sports conflicted. We'll try to sort through the issues next on The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.